Let's let's talk about this choice for the taxons. Okay. So <laughs> Danielle is full like head in hands right now. I I can understand why this might be a choice that the taxons could make. Um to you know, to to become Nothlids to get away from the hunger. And there's an argument to be made that this isn't all of the taxons. There are still taxons on the taxon homeworld that will not be affected by this. Uh, counterpoint, those taxons are still under the control of the Yerks. Yeah. Um, for, for all we know, these are the only free taxons mm-hmm. in the galaxy. Yeah. Um, and they're... Now... To the writer's credit, they are the ones choosing this. This yeah. isn't anyone else deciding this for them. And nobody even suggested this to them. This right. is a choice they have brought to the table. Right. And it makes sense that maybe Arbron, as somebody who's living the Nothlet life, yeah. can can be especially sympathetic to that. Right. Uh however. This slides really close to a lot of the assimilationist genocide that happened to the Native Americans. That is still happening to the Native Americans and the Aboriginal people of Australia. Yeah. Um, of like, uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're fine. You're just, we're just going to force you into our culture and away Yeah, we're going to take culture. your children into our schools. We're going to change their names. We're going to not let them see their families. And we're going to marry them off to white people. Yes. So we can just like... Dial that. I forget what the name, the upsetting name of the policy in Australia was. I don't remember. I'm gonna look it up. Um, but it it feels extremely bad in that way, and I don't like. Obviously, that isn't the in, that doesn't seem to be the intention. But I think this is very much a choice that Ka didn't think all the way through mm. because they think of the taxons just as monsters first and not like sapient beings first. Yeah. Um and uh, the the uh, they're morphing into these non-sapient animals. It would it would almost be one thing if they morphed into humans. You know, and became human nothlets. Uh but as literal snakes if they choose to um if they choose to have children yeah those children are going to be snakes yeah they're not going to be taxons they're not they're not going to be sapient beings at yeah. all like you are you are stopping dead mm-hmm. this entire culture and i think you're right to say like this is partially because the taxons aren't thought of as people Yes. They're a monster. And so yeah. for a monster becoming an animal and being happy, like she's like, oh, well, yeah, we'll just like bring them into captivity and they'll be safe and fine and good. Yeah. And it does, again, I think it was, uh, yeah, Sean was one of the people making the point about like what you lose, what the taxons lose mm-hmm. by doing this. The thing I was trying to remember, it was, the thing I was trying to remember was the stolen generation. Gotcha. Um, Though interestingly, it was sort of um, it was happening from like the mid eighteen hundreds, 
Um, but it was only like government policy for about 10 years mm-hmm. um, before it was stopped. Fucked up. Yeah. Canada too. I, I miss Canada as well. Yeah. Um, but it, like, you can make arguments that like, oh, but they just want to be away from this hunger. Oh, you know, they're functionally extinct as a species anyway. Like, their planet underwent mm-hmm. such a radical change that they're not going to be able to survive without the Yerks. Like, you, you can, you know, spin this shit all you want, but at the end of the day, you are purposefully erasing a sapient people. Mm. Um, and... It speaks to me of an unwillingness to attempt to actually help them. Yeah, this is the easiest. This is slapping a band-aid on it. Yeah. And this isn't this isn't solving the problem. This is just taking the problem off the board. Really? Um, exactly. I feel like not to toot our own horn, but um in Dumb Kids we've done a take on uh a different approach that one could take with the taxons. Mm-hmm that i really like which is a way of like giving them the means to take control mm-hmm. they it is very difficult for me uh to think that between the humans and the andalites they couldn't come up with something come better come up with something better yeah and the reason is 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 down to the authors. Like they're they're the authors could have come up with anything. Yeah, and I appreciate time crunch being what it is. Like yeah. they had a month, whatever. T- and this is admittedly very much not their focus, right? Absolutely. We have the quote, I suppose, luxury of space and time to exactly. sit with this exactly and spitball. And I'm sure if we went to Catherine and Michael and be like, "Yo, how do you feel about this now with time?" Yeah. Like do how what how would do you, you think, do different? What would you do differently? If you could do any elements again, what would it be? Mm-hmm. The, aside from like, because this, unlike some of the characterization issues of, say, some of the the characterization issues and the failures of the Hawk Bajira's metaphor for mm. indigenous peoples, it's like this feels like a wild misstep. Because it, yeah. as a kid, I could see thinking, oh, that's great. The yeah. the the scary centipede monsters get to go be a cool snake in the forest. Sounds fucking tight. Right. So I get it is just that sitting here as an aware of like context and history and yeah. going, huh, this is bad, actually. Yeah. Me as a child didn't think twice about this. Yeah. Um. And it it just, it's one of those things that it could be so much better. And yeah. it's something that I have tried specifically to make better in my own, you know, uh, writings, creations. Yeah. Explorations within explorations the... Explorations of the universe. Yeah. Um, it, it, yeah. It it just feels bad, mm-hmm. and I really don't like it. And yeah. it's cool on paper, and the second you start, you... it's very fridge horror. Yes, very good way of putting it. Like the longer you sit with it, the worse it gets. Yes, 
Um, yeah. And, and it, you know, the, the Andalites could work on a food uh, source. The, of giving them a food source in the meantime. They could work on, um, uh, uh, terraforming the planet so that it had better resources on identifying what fucking like enzyme or whatever it is that mm. triggers this hunger in because it is an uh like an epigenetic yeah uh generational trauma like, that they're dealing with. yeah we were chatting the other day uh i woke up with a, a nasty ass case of heartburn but we in like fucking 20 well it's probably been a drug that's been around for a while but like we know how to treat heartburn now mm-hmm. with no crazy magic mm-hmm. tech if you could just like wake up as a taxon and eat something yeah. that would settle your stomach for the day. Yeah. Like we have like uh, it's assistive device basically. Yeah. Like there would be ways like and this is something that I yelled about. It comes up in 54. How easy it seems to be for the Andalites to come up for a means uh-huh. for attack like a portable little one yerk box with a way to talk and has candrona mm-hmm. and is a perfectly happy safe way yeah i say happy all the physical needs being met mm-hmm. and it took them a year if that because mm-hmm. they don't want to yeah is that and now we could get into a big thing about how easy it would be for billionaires to fucking just wipe out medical debt and stuff like that it's like people with the means don't consider yeah. Or don't want to consider how easy it would be or how within their scope addressing issues would be because it doesn't benefit them to do so. Right. Um, yeah, exactly. And, and it, it, it's a product of very crunched timelines and short books that are written for children and, mm-hmm. and, and, and yeah. it's just, it's one of, it's yet another thing, mm-hmm. um, that, it just looks really bad in hindsight and we wish we could change and it would be uh very disingenuous to not point out yeah how fucked up it is yeah um this is what part of why we're doing this podcast is to sit and just talk about the stuff where we have the space and means to do so but uh we should probably get into this sales pitch i guess I've got to shout out this really dope-ass scene of just Jake getting down to where the taxons are at. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's told to come alone. He does not come alone. The kid, the rest of the crew are, like, resting his fleas on him. Uh, but he goes to the location he's been told, and he's sat in uh, a yellow VW Beetle. V- yellow punch buggy, no punch bugs. Um And he's just chilling there, literally chilling, in his morphing gear, waiting. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fucking taxons they literally like tunnel up underneath him and the VW car he's like the visual of this bright yellow VW bug like in a tunnel under the ground just trundling away getting down there it just it's, it's very extremely reminiscent of uh, Elfangor on the taxon homeworld yes in a yellow Mustang drinking Dr. Pepper through his hoof mm-hmm um, he also gets sucked into a taxon tunnel in that car, so like, good callback. It's 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 definitely a callback. Mm-hmm. Um, but they get down to where the taxons are, um, and there's a little presentation that Arbron gives, um, 
Taxons here is the human who leads the fight against the Yerks. He and his warriors have killed many of our people. He and his warriors have defied the power of Visser 1, the form of Visser 3, for years. It was he and his warriors who destroyed the Yerk pool and killed many Yerks. He and his warriors are friends to the Andalites, who possess the transforming power. This human can morph. I have brought this human here to speak to you, my people. Um, and Jake does a morph show. It's very good. Yeah, he morphs to tiger, back to uh, human, to dragonfly, back to human, and then to the anaconda to show them the snake. Um, fucking thinking of that fucking bit in that video essay we watched yesterday about my anaconda don't. <laughs> Oy. Uh, insert your own anaconda don't want buns unless don't want none unless you got buns on. Yeah, gag here. Uh, and Jake says this creature is called an anaconda. It is the largest of snakes, powerful, dangerous when provoked. But I feel its mind within my own. I know that it is calm, at peace, restful. It is unafraid. It longs for food, but it can resist, can control its hunger. Um, Arborn's like, good shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, he demorphs to human, talks to the taxon some more. Um, we're not the enemies of the taxons. We are the enemies of the Yerks. Uh, mm. The Andalites are our friends, and there may be a great battle. Uh, the Andalites may win. The Yerks may win. If we and the Andalites win, you will be given the choice to remain as you are or to change, to find a new form and live in peace and contentment here in a special place, a homeland for the taxons, for taxons who are no longer haunted by the desperate hunger, no longer prey to the Yerks. Uh, Jake knows he's lying. Jake knows that Arbron knows that he's lying, but Arbron doesn't call on it. Call him on it. I do appreciate that the response to this it's just the assembled taxons just doing this whistling sound yeah. and then leaving. Yeah. And Arbron's uh, like, no, that's a yes. Yeah. Because uh, Jake's like, we can do this if you help us. And they're all like, yeah. And then they leave. And Arbron's like, yeah, they all. Yeah, they're they, down. They're down. Um, and then Arbron's just like, yeah, your friends can demorph now. They're probably going to be more comfortable. Um, and uh, I'll have my friend come out. Um, his friend. This fuck. This was a moment that I, you two, that Danielle and Shark converted. I went, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I, you know, what when we have that question, anything catch you by this? Did I was not expecting this. Uh, Tom comes out from one of the taxon tunnels. Um, and fuck it, I'm, he's here. He's great. He's awful. It's wonderful. I do appreciate Rachel has just full started to go grisly. And Tom's just like, calm down, Rachel. No need to get hostile. Mm -hmm. Which is, it's horrible, but in the most perfect way. Like mm -hmm. anyone who's ever been pissed off and had somebody tell you to calm down knows the innate rage that mm -hmm. that stokes within us. But also, yeah. And Jake's just like, nah, Rachel, keep morphing. He has acts, uh, basically. Uh, stand next to Tom, ready to kill him. Um, <laughs> Tom with a fucking ad light tail blade to his face. He's still like doing fake skin. It's just, I I love villains. Is the yeah. thing, and he is Tom's yerk, I should say. Yeah. Oh, I'm just hit with the tragedy that we never hear from Tom again. Oh, I'm sad. Mm, you're welcome. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. And Tom does point out, like, I'm alone, I'm unarmed, and I'm morph capable. You know, if I, I could, if I wanted trouble, I could use this cool Jaguar morph I have. Yep. 
Um, and the axe drops the tail blade, but it's still close enough to like decapitate him at a moment's notice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom does the whole uh, like looking at everybody and being like, oh, there's Cassie, Marco, Rachel, crazy cousin Rachel. I always knew you were too much for your own good. Hey, where's the bird? <laughs> and Jake's like, let's cut the crap. Mm. Um, I also, this is one of the few instances, Rachel does this and Jake later does this. Rachel tells him, you're not my cousin. You're a snail living inside my cousin's head. And now this is annoying because we have a couple of instances of Yerks referred to as snails in these last two books <laughs> for the first time ever. They've, they're drawn as slugs. They've been described as slugs consistently. But here at the end of all things, it's a snail, actually. Yeah, I mean, like... I, I th- look, if you think about a brain slash skull as a snail shell, cool. Yeah. I guess. What do you call a slug living inside of a shell? A snail. That's not how it works. Slugs don't live in shells ever. No, a, a but... snail is a different thing. Yes. Whatever. Either way, it caught me off guard <laughs> in this whether it's like suddenly out of nowhere just calling them snails, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the fuck. That, yeah, but after Jake's like, how about we cut the crap? Tom. Well, Tom's here saying, absolutely, killer. Uh, which just sets the fucking tone all mm-hmm. of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Um, and Arbron explains that Tom represents a faction of Yerks who want some of what they want. And basically what it boils down to is Tom being like, I don't like Vista One. He's never promoted me. I'm a pissy bitch. So me and mine want to get away with the morphing cube so we can all morph and we're going to get our own shit casino with Blackjack. <laughs> Yeah, and hookers. We'll we'll help you take the pool ship, uh, but you let us we, take the blade you ship. You let us take the blade ship and a morphing cube, and we'll just go off to the other side of the galaxy, and you won't have to think about us again. And Jake's like, so you can just conquer people out elsewhere. <laughs> and Tom's like, yeah, no. probably. <laughs> um, in the way of so many um, evil villain meets the hero scenes, like. Tom is seemingly very upfront about his intentions here. Mm-hmm. Um, sh- I'm sure you'll all be shocked to know, those of you that haven't read the book, he is going to betray them. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, and it, we get this lovely little detail. It's like, please, I can morph Tom. Because it's not Tom, it's not just the controller body. That has acquired the morphing ability. The yerk itself has. Mm-hmm. Which I don't get why more of them don't do. But uh, We've talked about this before. I think the books even address it briefly as we mm-hmm. get in. But um, Marco is the one that points out when Tom's just like, oh, there are other yerks who are never going to get the chance to be free. And Marco's like, you don't want to be free. And Tom laughs. Like, Marco must be the one doing your thinking for you, Jake. Which isn't wrong. Um... And Tom says, I, I want something else. I want Vista One, dead. I want his wife, dead. I want his kids, no. Uh, <laughs> he wants out of the reach of the Council of Thirteen, get rid of, uh, get out from under the thumb of the Empire. And um, and he's aware of what they are and he doesn't want to be reliant on uh, Candrona Rays and achieve a greater destiny. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
he, I, his rage against Visawan is clearly real. Mm-hmm. Um, and it cuts himself off before he gets too deep. It's just office politics. You don't want to know. Mm-hmm. But um, Marco's like, okay, give it to a straight. Meanwhile, Rachel was just like, don't listen to him. We just take him now. We hold him for three days. Um, and but J- Tom does lay it out. Uh, honest uh, intentions and all. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of the gang have their objections. And Tom's like, uh, you've got to know by now wars aren't won with clean hands. Mm-hmm. And Tom offers up the access codes for the pool ship mm-hmm. in exchange for this. Oh, but by the way, he's also... So previously, Axe was talking about how... They uh, rotate every hour. They rotate every hour, the access codes. And so in order to crack it, he has to crack it within an hour or else um, it mm-hmm. resets. And Tom's like, oh, yeah, you know, I have the access codes. You can have them. Oh, but also I've set it to cycle every 15 minutes. Uh, can you beat 15 minutes? Mm-hmm. Um, which is a lot. Yeah. And uh, the Jake and the others fly off. They leave Tom, uh, ostensibly having agreed to Tom's plan because they can't, at this point, it's not just like, oh... No, know, they can't beat 15 minutes. They can't I've... beat 15 minutes. Um, and Jake thinks, the keys were in my hands. I could win. We could win. If General Doubleday would provide the diversion. If the taxons would rally to us. If Tom's Yurk provided us with the access codes. If Tom really could get us aboard the pool ship and we could overpower the Yurks still aboard. And if Axe could and would find a way to convince his people to ratify the promises we'd made to the Taxons and Tom's dissident Yurk faction. Five ifs. A lot. But at least now the number of ifs was a finite number. A sixth if. If Tom's Yurk was telling the truth. He had asked for no guarantees. Did he trust me to keep my word? Would he risk everything on my word? True, he knew me through my brother's memories, and yet. And yet. Um, they're flying home. He knows that Cassie has something to say, and she she continues not to say it. She she's just holding on to it. Um, Cassie left me alone for a while, but I knew she'd have something to say, and I knew I ignored her in the past at my own peril. I knew I should listen to her, trust her, but I also knew what she'd say, and I didn't want to hear it. Just the same. After a while, as we flew in the dead night air above the wrecked town below, the waiting got to me. Cassie, just go ahead and say it, I said finally. Say it? You're expecting some moral lecture from me about turning Tom's Yurk and a hundred of his chosen people loose with a fantastically powerful war- warship to roam the galaxy, never knowing what suffering he may inflict? Something like that, yeah. Because that's me, right? The voice of whining morality. She sounded bitter. I wasn't surprised. I was surprised by what came next. I gave the Yurks the morphing cube, she said. Because of that, the taxons may become a force for peace. And Tom, the real Tom, and your parents may be restored to us. And because of that, Tom's Yurk has seen a way to betray his own people and become some kind of warlord on his own. I took a moment to digest that. She was actually blaming herself. Cassie, these things happen. You can't always predict the results of the things you do. You try your best, take your best shot, and maybe it comes out right, and maybe it comes out, I don't know, confused. Brilliant, isn't it? So I make the decisions, I make the big call, sanctimonious little me, I make the moral optimistic decision, and where are we? Better off than where we were, I said. But I was only half listening now. 
An alarm bell was going off in my head. Why? What was the problem? What was it? And some species we don't know about and some species we don't know about may be doomed when a blade ship full of morphing yurks descends upon them. It's never completely clean, Cassie. Doesn't work that way. But you try your best to keep it clean. The fact that you know you'll be dragged in the gutter doesn't mean that you don't try like hell to stay out of it. You don't get a lot of straight-up good or evil choices. You get shades of gray. I mean, we started this war thinking we'd hold on till the great and glorious Andalites came to rescue us. Now we're making deals with taxons and yurks to gain a victory fast enough to keep the great and glorious Andalites from making their own shades of gray decision. What are you going to do? Cassie asked. I'm going to win, I said. But I didn't believe it. Why? It was all there. It was all possible, at least. Of course Tom's yurk was lying in part. I was sure he was not interested in turning Nothlet. That was a joke. The morphing cube was almost surely on board the blade ship, and the blade ship has had its own small yurk pool facility, so of course he was lying about that. But just as surely, he was telling the truth about wanting to seize the blade ship to go into business for himself. And he thinks, like, what is the piece that I'm missing here? He he had us in the palm of his hand. He could have taken us, and I... He didn't, so there's something here. Uh, but I don't know what it is. He, he didn't ask for any assurances or cross-examinations. And then Jake sees it. He'd been looking at nothing at tactics. He overlooked emotion. The emotion of a vengeful yerk. Uh, Visser One is not the only person that Tom's yerk hates. He also hates the Animorphs. And that's why Tom's yerk didn't ask for reassurances. He expected them to be dead. He would kill Visser One and us and sail off across the galaxy in, his, in the blade ship with the morphing cube in his hands. It came to me all at once that I could beat him. Use him and beat him. One of those rare, perfect moments when a dozen nagging questions, an infinity of details, simply fall perfectly into place and form a single, clear picture. It took my breath away. The perfection of it. The pure, ruthless perfection of it. All I had to do was send my friends to die. Cassie was still talking to me, but I didn't hear her words. I had seen the vision. I could see the pure, straight line from point A to point Z. I said, Marco, find the Chi. Find them. Bring Eric to me. How am I going to do that? Marco groused. The Chi hideout is in the blast area. I tried, but it's nothing but destruction. You can't even tell where the streets used to be. And it's crawling with Yurk shooting anything that moves. It would be very easy to get myself killed going back there. Yeah, I know. Do it anyway, I said. I need the Chi. I felt sick inside, high and low at once, exalted, twisted. What chance was there that Marco would succeed? What chance that he would survive? And worse in store for Rachel. I needed Tobias and could not risk losing Axe. Cassie? No. It had to be Rachel. Only she would do it, could do it. I had a few small changes to make to Tom's plan. The orders came easily, automatically, as I dispatched my friends, one after the other. Only Rachel remained. Rachel, I have a job for you. I explained what I wanted her to do. You're sure, Jake? She asked solemnly when I had finished. Because if you tell me go, I'll follow your orders. You know what that means. Yeah, Rachel, I know what it means. Still, she hesitated. It won't be the Yerk, Jake. It'll be Tom. It'll be him. I know that, I said. And I... If it happens, if it comes down, if it comes down that way, I don't have a plan for getting you out. You'd be on your own. That's how I like it. Okay, then. Get started. Make sure Cassie doesn't know. 
You still don't trust her? Rachel said angrily. She loves us both, Rachel, I said. I can't make her part of this. I can't let her know in advance. So, you know, if it happens. If it happens, I don't want her spending the rest of her life wondering if she could have stopped it somehow. Rachel said, okay, Jake, you're right. And you're right to use me for this. Not exactly something I'm proud of, maybe, but later, you know, if... Don't be blaming yourself, okay? And she flies off to do his plan. Um, I would use everyone, put everyone in harm's way, and I knew, knew beyond any doubt, that someone, and maybe more than someone, I loved was going to die. So, you know... Mm-hmm. Uh, good to see that Jake uh, multiclassed into the strategist playbook. Uh, it's interesting because um, glancing back at it, Marco always describes the line as A to B, mm-hmm. and the fact that it changed to A to C, uh, A to Z, even yeah. is a sl- interesting change. Because I think Mark I refers to it at one point in the next cover as A to Z as well, mm-hmm. and I wish they'd kept it as A to B mm-hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, Marco finds Eric after multiple attempts. Yeah, he nearly um, died. He's uh, twice gets spotted and shot at. Yeah. Uh, but he finds Eric, brings Eric to Jake. Um, Eric's like, I'm glad you're still alive, Jake. Pleased to see you. Um, and Jake's like, how are the chi doing? Eric says, the house is gone, but the underground stuff is still intact. All the dogs are fine. Um... <laughs> All our people are safe. We've been through worse in 5,000 years amongst your lovely people. Um, I love the uh, casual, our last casual celebrity throwaway. I mean, I survived the Huns and they were quite unpleasant. (laughs) Um, And Jake says, we need your help, Eric. And Eric, understandably cautiously, says, always glad to help within the limits of my programming. Um, And Jake's way of getting Eric to help is really fucked up. Yeah. Because basically he has Axe come out with Chapman. This is the last time we see Chapman. Um, but a hostage controller. And he tells Eric, if you don't do what I say, then Axe will kill this person. Uh, <laughs> and this forces Eric's hand enough because the thing that he's been asked to do is essentially help Axe. Well, one, help the Animorphs get onto the bla- the pool ship, and two, help Axe crack the codes for the pool ship. Mm-hmm. So, to Eric's programming, doing that has the potential for fewer casualties than Axe just killing a person. Yeah, because it becomes an, uh, a, a fixed, a definite death, exactly. as opposed to potential. Exactly. Um, I feel like this is maybe a little handway, but also they've def- they've intentionally been vague about the exact specifics of yes. chi programming. Mm-hmm. So I can't give them shit for that in this regard. Mm-hmm. It feels like we're veering a little bit into some Asimov-esque mm-hmm. laws of robotics. Yeah. Uh, we also find out another incredibly gnarly thing that Eric is going to do, but that actually feels less like it would be a problem with his programming. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but this, I fucking, as I said, this is not just king shit. This is Eric king shit. <laughs> um, but and because Jake said, and it's not just this moment. Any time that you refuse to help us, 
oh, I'm, I'm going to kill. We're going to have somebody killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric says, a long string of words. Jake doesn't understand. What? I was offering you my opinions of your morals and your ethics and your sense of decency. Eric spat. I was speaking an ancient Mesopotamian dialect known for its wide variety of curse words. Um, and Jake's just like, tell you the truth, Eric, you being mad at me is the least of my problems. Marco, Eric is your property, which, yikes, hate that. <laughs> um, he tries to leave, stop him. If he succeeds in leaving Axe, you'll execute this controller. He looks to Cassie like, any comment? No. He glares at everybody. Uh, everyone's looking somber because Eric has been an ally this whole time and a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody has anything to say. Jake says to Axe, okay, in addition to keeping an eye on a friend here, it's time for you to call the Andalite fleet. You tell them you succeed in stopping our raid on the pool. Tell them the Yerks are here on Earth like sitting ducks, but they can't strike yet because you, Aris Aximili, are going to deliver a major Yerk warship right into their laps. You're going to hand them an entire intact pool ship. You're asking me to lie to my people, Axe said. The Yerks have stopped concentrating forces on Earth. They are awaiting the construction of a new Yerk pool. I'm not asking you to lie to your people, Axe. I am telling you to. We need them close enough to be of use, but we also need to give them reason to not start blasting away at Earth. Call the Andalite fleet. Tell them what I've told you to tell them. I'm your prince, Axe. Do it. I didn't wait to hear his answer. I knew it. Or thought I did. Uh, James and his people fly in. Uh, They land. They demorph. We get Jake reflecting on how uncomfortable it is for him. And he uses the word disturbing. Um. So we get a little bit of an explanation of why it's disturbing for him because, you know, disabled people, uh, disabled children specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and he lays it out. Uh, James, we need your people. As you know, we're going after the pool ship. Yeah, I know. It's going to be as dangerous as it gets and I have a very tough assignment for you. Okay, well, you know, I'm in, but I need to talk to the others, see how they feel. I think some of them will want to sit this one out. I mean, after losing Ray. I mean, Jake, some of the young ones, you know, some of them are having. James, we didn't give you the morphing power so they could have their fun flying around. This is when we need them, all of them. You understand? You've taken on the role of leader, so lead. I want them, all of them. I want them all, every last one of them. Jake, some of these kids, I mean, they're all their families have, you know? They're still just starting to deal with Ray's death. It's not like we haven't fought. I can't. Look. If we lose this battle, it's over. You understand me? I raised my voice to be heard by everyone. If we lose, it's over. This is the battle. This is the last stand. We lose, and here's what happens. The Yerk fleet fights the Andalite fleet. If the Yerks win, they'll be free to enslave every living human being and kill the other ones they don't want. If the Andalites win, there's a very good chance they'll sterilize Earth, kill everything in order to end the Yerk menace once and for all. So you don't like me telling you what to do? You don't like your job? You don't like me, period? I don't really care. Before this night is over, the casualties will be piled high and some of you standing here right now will be dead and I don't care because we are going to win. Is that clear? We're taking that pool ship and before the night is over, we'll have Vissa one right here. I held up my tight clenched fist. I was ranting. I was trembling. I'd never done this before, never put myself forward as some kind of Napoleon wannabe. I felt like a jerk, like some kind of nut. My friends must have thought I'd lost my mind, but no one said so. No one but Marco. You know, you're turning into Rachel. He frowned. 
Where is she, anyway? And we cut to the mission. Uh, Jake flies down into a Humvee that Tom is driving. Um, Cassie is, uh, apparently hogtied in the back of this, uh, well, first Jake goes and gets general double data help with the, with the charge. Um, they've got more men than expected. They've got more men than, they've got like a thousand some odd people. Um, and general double day, like Jake says, we need you to attack the pool ship straight up. And General Doubleday is like, look, we've got a battalion, a few tanks, a few helicopter gunships. My men will fight, but they can't win. That's right, General. They can't, I said. But if they'll fight, keep up the diversion, we can win. I have about a dozen of my people coming to join you. They'll be right out front. With all due respect to your people, son, they may be great in hand-to-hand combat, but you're guerrilla fighters by nature. Your abilities are geared for that kind of warfare. You're asking me for a good, old-fashioned cavalry charge here. You're asking me for the charge of the Light Brigade. Um, and Jake is like, yeah. we, we need, the, yes, we need this diversion. You have to attack. Um, once the Yerks come after you, all you can do is dig in and take cover. Um, I love the distinction. The Yerks only have one way of fighting. Attack with everything they've got. They'll go right after you. Vessel 1 doesn't know tactics. He fights with a sledgehammer. If you've got a big enough sledgehammer, that's all you need. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are the words that are in Jake's head as yes. he flies above the... As he flies above the pool ship and then goes into the Humvee. Um, driven by Tom. Uh, or Tom is in the passenger seat. Um... And Cassie's in the back seat, handcuffed, ankles bound. Orc Bajir sitting beside her with a dragon beam level at her head. She's clearly beaten up. Tom, like, lords this over Jake. Like, yeah, uh, she took a beating pretty well. Uh, he raises, he holds up his, like, bruised fists. Like, uh, she, she didn't cry or say a word. She almost took the fun out of it. Um, and, and bruised my fists. Uh, Jake demorph, demorphs and morphs fly and gets underneath, uh, gets onto Cassie, who is actually Eric. Um, the. We also get the nod to him checking in with Rachel. He checks in with Rachel, who confirms that she is in place. Yeah. Um, we only hear her voice. We don't get any detail. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they pull up to the kind of checkpoint. Um, the wall of Hork Bajir around the pool ship. Uh, the controllers there do like a scan of the Humvee. Um, and they're like, well, there's only two complex life forms. I'm showing several insect readings. Uh, and like, I don't, your prisoner is not registering as a life form. Um, and Tom's like, look, as much as I respect your new toy, uh, I count three people, like, Right there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yes, sir. You can count to three, right? Yes, sir. Do you know what that prisoner is? That's an animorph. You think maybe Visser One would like to see her just as soon as possible? Yes, sir. Uh, Tom promises, oh, we'll go through the Gleet biofilter. It'll be fine. Uh, and the guard at the gate decides that this is above his pay grade and lets mm-hmm. him through. It's also revealed in a little bit that 
uh, Tom is a chief is chief of security mm-hmm. for this one, so you. It feels like a little bit more believable that he yes. can pull rank like this. Yes. Um, and of course, Tom doesn't take them through the Gleep biofilter because he doesn't actually want Tom and the others to be zapped. Mm-hmm. Um, so he takes uh Cassie, quote unquote Cassie. Um, thinks Cassie is real. Doesn't think too much about the fact that this uh toy of the guard didn't pick her up as a life form. Um, he thinks Cassie is real, and he thinks that all of the Animorphs are hiding somewhere on her body. Um, and he takes her straight to Visser 1. He's like, hey, look, I caught one of the Animorphs. Uh, we captured her and questioned her. Um, Visser 1 is like, did you pass through the Glee biofilter? I don't want any surprises. And Tom's like, yeah, of course we did. Um, and (laughs) Visser 1 kind of, like, toys with, quote-unquote, Cassie a little bit. Um quote-unquote Cassie, of course, doesn't talk. Uh, Visser 1 is like, I would kill her myself for all the trouble they've caused me. Uh, Tom is like, eh, maybe not right now. She may be still useful as bait. Um, and Visser 1's like, well, they're hard to hold on to. If you, if you even appear to be thinking of morphing, you'll die, Animorphs. Of course, you're likely to die either way. Um, and Tom reports that the Animorphs leader made contact with human military forces. A combined force of human soldiers and Animorphs will attack very soon. The goal will be to use the attack as a diversion to allow the Animorphs to infiltrate the ship. Um, don't forget they have an Andalite among them. They would use his skills to break our security codes. And there's more. Um, I'm not certain, but I believe my people have penetrated a second conspiracy. Every bit is dangerous. Uh, and right then, uh, a taxon shows up um, attacks on prisoner. Attacks on prisoner shows up. Basically, uh, a p- party of Hork-Bajir have arrived at the perimeter with attacks on prisoner. Um, and <laughs> Visser One is like, "Why are you telling me this? Just fucking kill him." And Tom's like, I, 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 maybe "This is a special taxon. This is a special taxon. You may want to hear what he has to say." Um, and uh, Tom explains, like, "Oh, you know, we've heard of this uh, taxon rebellion." Um, and he also the- reveals about the taxon. Uh, better, better. Yeah, oh, yeah, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, plants. the treasonous taxon. Yes. Um, and the taxon confirms this, and uh, Tom says, "In a matter of moments now, Visser, this three-part attack will take place. Human soldiers will attack. The taxons will destroy the unfinished York pool, and the animorphs themselves will use the confusion to attempt to penetrate this ship." Visser one nodded, but there was hesitation in his ble- but was there hesitation in his bleary looking andalite eyes? No genius, maybe, Visser one, but he had an instinct for survival. He was moving back and forth, pacing, hooves clicking on the deck, stock eyes wandering randomly. Tom said, If we move swiftly, we will destroy all our fo- foes in one swoop. The pool ship and its bug fighters can quickly eliminate the human soldiers, and simply by lifting off we can doom the animorph attempt at infiltration. And what of these treasonous taxons? They must be stopped quickly but carefully. We don't want to damage the New York pool. I respectfully suggest, Visser, that I take temporary command of your blade ship and deal with the taxons personally. Never fear, I will only kill I will kill only as many as I need to and drive the rest back to their labor. So here it is, I thought, the moment of truth. The Visser would buy it or not. The silence stretched on. Too long. Visser one had smelled the rat. 
I don't like so much good luck, Visser one hissed. I've fought to seize this planet for years, for years, and suddenly now everything falls into my hands? I don't trust good luck. For all I know, this animorph, this Cassie creature, has managed to carry her fellow bandits in with her. But Visser, the Gleep biofilter, they've beaten the filter before, Visser one shouted. No, no, there's something wrong here, something very wrong. Look, look how she stands there, beaten, whipped, cowed. No, it's too easy, and this taxon. How can I be sure that he, too, isn't one of them? They can take any shape. How can I be sure? Very simply, Tom said calmly. Order the taxon to eat the Animorph girl. If the taxon is an Animorph and Morph, he will refuse. If not, then the girl and any hidden morphs concealed on her person will be consumed. Thus, we will be sure of both. Uh, and the taxon eats quote-unquote Cassie. Or, more specifically, this, Eric this projects is, a hologram of the taxon eating Cassie. This is a horror show. Yes. Like, shout out to Eric's uh, affection for exploitation fucking gore movies, mm -hmm. because this is described in visceral detail. Mm-hmm. Um, like, ripped, ripping Cassie, quote, Cassie apart, organs spilling out, and then taking off the head mm -hmm. um tom is just like living it up um and he's just ha is it and jake's just seeing all of this from inside the illusion mm -hmm. and jake was expecting this betrayal um he, which is part of why they had this plan with eric mm -hmm. uh he knew tom knew they were all hiding he believed that Ca it was the real cassie and that she'd submitted in order to make her capture seem real he now believed he'd fed her and Jake and the rest of us to the Hunger Mad Taxon. Except it's not a normal taxon either, it's Tobias. Mm -hmm. um, and Cassie is a hologram. Uh, shout out to Eric replacing the bits of uh, Cassie with illusions of empty space. Um, not even blood stain and left on the floor. It would never afford a true taxon. Even she holograms and force fields cannot project taste, but Tobias had acted his part to perfection. And the two Yerks had bought the performance entirely. Uh, and Eric just, like, rolls away uh, out of range. Um, and Jake's like, yeah, good job. Uh, or you did good, Eric. And Eric can't reply. Um, and, you know, he, uh, he probably wouldn't have anything good, nice to say. Um, yep. Uh, Visser 1 kind of takes heart in this... Uh, being able to kill at least one of his enemies. And gives Tom um, the blade ship. Gives Tom the blade ship. Kill the taxon rebels for me. Hammer them into submission. Um, Jake hides uh, on Visser 1 as Visser 1 goes to the bridge. Um, Tobias is fine. Uh, Chipped a couple of teeth on the force field, but fine. fine. Marco, Axe, and Cassie are fine. Um, and Cassie says, still no sign of Rachel. I thought you said she would join us. I'm sure she's okay, I said. Rachel takes care of herself. Now, you guys get to work. We need navigation control. We need it as soon as possible. Um, and Marco's like, do you think we should even try the codes Tom gave us? And Axe is like, since he has eyes predicted betrayed us, it's likely the so-called codes he gave us are not only useless, but may well be self-destruct codes. Um, so they have to do it the hard way. So... Uh, the the Hork-Bajir who are leading the taxon away to be killed uh, are Toby's people. Mm -hmm. um, and so the Animorphs, uh, five Animorphs, 12 Hork-Bajir, and one Chi are now aboard the pool ship. 
unsuspected. The plan was on track. Doing good, huh, Jake? Rachel said, her thought-speak voice already fading with distance. I couldn't answer. Uh, the pool ship takes off. Uh, Jake is with uh, Visser 1 on the bridge, whereas the others have all gone to engineering, essentially, in order to take control of the uh, the ship. Um, yeah, he gets off Visser 3, um, goes to find a good space uh, away from air motion, because mm-hmm. um, he can... He's experienced enough to be able to make sense of mm-hmm. what he gets through the compound eyes. Yeah. Um, um, and there's a view screen up front because Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, the human General Doubleday's troops are attacking. The Animorphs are attra- attacking. Um, the Hork-Bajir voice uh, jumps in and says they were deployed to attacks on the ground viscer. They seem at a loss. Um, because the pool ship has taken off, right. to be clear, if we uh, hadn't said. Now showing fixed winged aircraft on approach. Visser, I recommend allowing the bug fighters to take out the aircraft. We can use our dragon cannon on the widest possible dispersion and destroy all the ground forces with a single sustained shot. Um, this is really sinister, to be clear. Like it's go- They go into detail. Oh, no, Jake does explaining about... <gasps> Uh, how Draken cannon fire on wire, widest dispersion. Um, it would not kill the men on the ground quickly. It would kill them slowly. They would cook. They would grow warmer and warmer as the diluted Draken energy heated them up. Hotter, hotter till some began to pass out. Others would go crazy as their brains fried. And those men, those already dead, and those who still clung to life would burn. Uh and then the auxiliaries make an appearance, and Visser One uh, basically calls off the wide dispersion uh, Draken cannon for favor of individually sniping the these, anim- the, these anamorphs. Because um, this is a party for Visser One. He is yeah. literally crowing, like, yep. how long I have waited for this moment. The bandits out in the open, targeted, on screen, unable to escape. Um. And it's just like, rid me of these animals one by one, close up, maximum magnification, let me see them die. And Jake is like, guys, what's happening? What's keeping you? And Jake's like, had a fight. Uh, and is in pain. Um, we get a call over that there's casualties in engineering. Uh, what is it? Another plasma explosion? And no, it's all ended to normal. Everything's fine. Um, and they begin firing on the Animorphs. Visser 1 is not paying attention to what's going on on board his ship because he is so distracted with his joy at being able to pick off these Animorphs. Yeah. Um, and by the time that there really is some questionable shit going down in engineering, one of the others has morphed one of those people and is able to to pretend to be them and report that everything's fine. Big Han Solo on the radio. Yeah. Just like, oh, everything's fine, how are you? Um, Jake is pleading with Marco to work faster because they're killing James's people. Um, Eric and Axe are working as fast as they can. It's going to take them three minutes. It was a death sentence. Three minutes. More than enough time for the sharpshooters on the bridge. Too much time. And there's nothing Jake can do. He has to stay hidden. Uh, And Visser 1 kills every single one of these auxiliaries. 
And the only one named is uh, Trish, who goes down first in Rhino Morph. Yeah. Um, and at that point, uh, Visser 1 says, all right, now get the humans with the wide dispersal. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they start to do that. Um, there, we, we get the report that the humans are beginning to squirm on the ground. They're beginning to feel the effects. They will suffer 100% casualties in 30 seconds. Uh, and then right at that moment, Marco and the others gain control over the helm, um, and targeting. And the helm is unresponsive and, Visser One realizes finally. Yeah, he has his light bulb moment right there. That the Animorphs are on board. They sacrificed the girl and used her as a Trojan horse. <laughs> he, he's not right, but he's caught the spirit. Like, <laughs> um, he hasn't figured out that it was Tom who betrayed him. Mm-hmm. And just like Visser, we appear to be headed towards low orbit. I can see that. Uh, do we serve communications? Yes. Then raise the blade ship, order it to approach. If necessary, it can fire to disable our engines. It was almost too perfect. Visser One was actually going to invite Tom to approach. He was all but sealing his own doom. It's like, I want every Hawker Jury can stand to meet me outside engineering. Um, and Jake, meanwhile, at uh, Axe's previous advice, is sat on top of uh, Visser One's head between the stalk eyes and fly morph, the only place that he's not going to get spotted, which is just a mm-hmm. great little detail. Um, uh, but he's taking the moment to, um, Jake is taking the moment to savor because Vissel One is not only angry, but he is scared. Mm-hmm. And Visser One leads his Hork Bajir down to engineering. Um, basically says, uh, Jake calls out and's like, Hey, we're on our way. Whole bunch of people. You better get out of there. Uh, they're going to fire as soon as the doors open. I hope you're not in there when they open the doors. <laughs> I also like, oh, no, it turns out engineering is quite a long way from the bridge. Yes. No wonder it took them so long. Yeah. Um, and Vissa one just like, yeah, set your and weapons on medium power. They're literally going to just like, like Danielle was just saying, it's going to be wide beam, just like total the room. Just like yeah. Vissa, surely there are some of our own people still alive now. And he just decapitates this Hawk Bajir mm-hmm. who's interrupted him. Yep. Because uh, medium power won't damage the machinery, but it'll kill all the living things. That's all I care about. Everybody ready? I, I, I did I fucking stutter? Mm-hmm. Um, Jake is frantically calling out to the others. Marco gives the word that they are clear. Um, and yeah, uh, it works. The, the the animals and Eric are out of the way, um, and Jake flies off from Vissa One. The others have made it through essentially like a, a vent to another room where they mm-hmm. are safe. Um, they're, they're there with Toby's people. Uh, the Eric stayed in engineering presumably, yes. uh, because of his uh, force field. It would take a full power sustained dragon beam to hurt him. Yes. So. Um, and Cassie asks. What happened to the people on the ground? Jake tries to deflect the question. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jake is like, I think we were fast enough to save most of the soldiers. James's people, I don't think many of them made it, which is a lie. A lie. None of them made it. Um, and Cassie says, Jake, was Rachel down there with them? No. Then where is she? Why isn't she with us? Why won't you tell me? 
I sighed, no way to avoid it any longer. She's with Tom. I wanted to keep my eyes on the floor. Cassie was Rachel's best friend, Tobias her boyfriend, if that term could apply to a hawk. I couldn't look at either of them. Oh, Jake, Cassie cried. You son of a bitch, Tobias began. You arrogant, ruthless. What have you done? What have you done? I can't let him get away, I said dully. Tom's yerk, a blade ship, probably the morphing cube. You were right, Cassie. I can't let that happen. Had to be, Marco said quietly. My friend Marco had seen the same necessity I had seen. He didn't like it any more than I did, but he saw the need, the inevitability. There has to be some other way, Cassie whispered. Eric will not help us gain access to the we weapon systems, Axe said. He has degraded the helm controls so that ship can be brought can be kept flying but cannot effectively be brought into any action. It is as if someone were trying to control the flight of the pool ship with an oar. The pool ship will enter orbit and not leave it until the Yerks can perform a major system overhaul requiring many hours. The pool ship is useless as a weapons platform except perhaps for one or two quick shots. Which we can't take because we can't access weapons controls. Our blackmail only goes so far. Eric's down to core programming. No discretion. He cannot enable a major weapons system. Flat cannot. We'll be sitting ducks if Tom turns the blade ship against us, and we all know that's his plan. I exploded. It's not Tom. It's not Tom. Don't call him that. It's the yerk in his head. It's the yerk, not my brother. No one even looked shocked at my reaction. No one was in his right mind at that moment. Tobias hated me. Hated me. I could feel it. And I hated myself. Had to be another way. I couldn't kill Rachel. Not my cousin Rachel. Not after all the time she had saved my life. One chance and one chance only, I said. You said it, Axe. One or two quick shots, if we had access to weapons. One or two shots, maybe we could disable the blade ship. We don't have access to weapons, Marco pointed out. Yeah, but Visser 1 does. Use Visser 1 to disable the blade ship? <laughs> uh, and Jake says, all right, it's time to focus. We're, this is go time. Had to stick to the plan. Uh, he calls Toby um, and tells her, like, we're on track and on schedule. By now, the bulk of available shock troops are in the engineering section along with Visser 1. Get into position. Close the engineering do doors and shoot anything that tries to get out. And Toby, hold that position, no matter what, to the last person, Toby. Um, Cassie points out that Visser 1 can escape and he can get past Toby's people and take them from behind. And Jake's like, yeah, but he won't go after Toby's people. He's he's going to come after us because he'll know we're after his precious bridge. Um, and Jake's like, we're going to make a show of it so that he follows us. And Tobias, meanwhile, tells Jake quietly, don't let her die. Find a way, Jake. Don't you let her die. I want to give a quick shout out to Danielle's editorializing, adding the bitch to you, son of a, <laughs> rightly so. It's there. It's implied. It's there. Um, they all morph battle morphs and go running through the ship. The few people that they pass, they take down. Um, and hey, they wind up at the pool part they wind of the up pool. At the pool. How funny that mm -hmm. there are some. Uh, There's a bunch of people in cages, in cages here. Marco goes to free them. Uh, a fight breaks out. Axe points out that inside a small like booth near the pool. Uh, there are controls for the pool. Uh, Jake doesn't understand why Axe is bringing this up until Axe says they must occasionally repair the pool itself. That would mean draining it. Um, and Jake says, An a bonus, another new element. Was that a good thing or a bad thing? 
So they head for the booth. So they head for the booth. Um, All the prisoners get released. Yep. Some of them help, like, turn the tide on the battle because... But, yep. uh, great. but much like as we saw in the sacrifice, these freed people will help in the mm-hmm. fight. Um, fucking, uh, they're going for the booth. Um, they get to the control booth and um, fucking Marco rips the door off. Says, Hi there, you want to live? Then lie down right now. <laughs> and the whole to its credit, absolutely does. Um, and then just holds the door open. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like a gentleman. And this is the mo- last moment of levity we're going to get. It is the last That's moment. why I was enjoying it. <laughs> Axe pushed past me, began punching at active screens and arrays of controls. There is a flush sequence, he said. I have to override the safety protocols. He turned his stock eyes to me even as his main eyes guided swift, nimble fingers. It can be done. Okay, I said. The pool is full to capacity. These are the yurks that were rescued from the earth-based yurk pool, plus the bulk of the unhosted yurks recently transported here. Some reason you're telling me all this, Axeman? Jake, there are 17,372 yurks in this pool. That rocked me. Visser 1 had to know we were here, on the loose. He had to run for the bridge and not stay to win the fight in engineering. 17,000 living creatures, thinking creatures. How could I give this order, even for victory, even to save Rachel? How could I give this kind of order? They could have stayed home, I thought. No one had asked them to come to Earth. Not my fault. Not my fault. Theirs. No more than they deserved. Aliens, parasites, subhuman. Flush them, I said. The pool ship's main pool went through its standard cleaning cycle, draining the gray, sludgy water out into the vacuum of space. The water and the parasite creatures within it froze instantly. The pool became an ice cloud falling away from the slow-moving pool ship. How many, had Axe said? Seventeen thousand and how many? How many yurks had felt the sudden stab of terror as they realized what was happening? Frozen now. Crystals. An orbiting graveyard. They run for the bridge, and Jake is just trying to keep this out of his mind. He's trying to blame it on Visser 1. It's his fault. He started it. He started the war. Um, It was him, him and his filthy subhuman parasitic race. His fault, not mine, not mine. When they get to the bridge, Visser 1 and a handful of controllers are there. Uh, But Visser 1 is just watching this cloud of sparkling ice shards go past the view screen. Visser 1 watched it, almost oblivious to us, though he surely knew we were there. Finally, he turned and looked at me with all four of his andalite eyes. So, he said, almost softly, still not dead. No, Visser, not quite dead. You're the one called Jake, aren't you? The brother of my security chief's host body. That's me. He nodded slightly. He motioned toward the view screen as the picture changed. As you see, my blade ship is approaching. I don't think there'll be much help to you, Visser. No. It took me a while to see what had happened, but I see it now. The blade ship will attack, and I am helpless, unable to control this ship. Only a traitor could have beaten me. I was not beaten by you, human, or by your pet Andalite there. I was undone by my trusting nature. Marco laughed, then stopped himself. 
Only another Yurk could have beaten me, and then only by the lowest treason. I was not beaten by you. Never by you. Uh, Visser, you can still get off one or two shots at the blade ship. And he's like, yep, we're going to try that very thing. But you see, someone is bleeding power out of the dragon beams. Power is being diverted. And Jake immediately clocks that it's Eric. Eric is the one draining power from the dragon beams. And Jake's like, I know you're, you think you're doing the right thing, but you're making it worse. Of course, Eric can't answer, and Eric doesn't stop. Um, they fire at the pool ship, at, or at the blade ship, excuse me, and miss. The blade ship destroys the engines of the pool ship, so they are floating dead in the water. Um, we are being hailed. Of course, Visser One muttered. By all means, we must play it out. It was Tom's face that appeared on the screen, and Tom's voice that spoke. But the smug, hard, derisive tone was that of a yerk. You seem to be experiencing some engine trouble, Visser, Tom gloated. The Empire will track you down and kill you. You do understand that, I hope. Oh, I doubt it. I think the Empire will have its hands full, Tom's yerk said cheerfully. The Andalite fleet is rather close by. It's possible that I misled you on that point. Then he caught sight of me. His face paled. His eyes went wide. All at once, he knew. You're not dead. I noticed the same thing, Visser One said dryly. <laughs> Tom snapped an order to his crew. Bring us around to target the pool ship's bridge. Do it. Now, now, bring us around. Jake, Tobias said, pleading. Knowing, but pleading anyway. Rachel, I said. Go. And that's the end of the book. I did swear. Quite a bit. <laughs> I feel justified in doing so. If I had had to wait a month, I think I would have committed homicide. <laughs> <laughs> it's entirely possible I would have lost my entire shit and not recovered. Yeah, it uh sure is a lot. Mm-hmm. Um So that's book fifty-three. That's book fifty-three. Uh, you know, Jake commits genocide. Uh NBD. Mm-hmm. Uh that's a lot of a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I'd really clocked due to the nature of being a skim reader when emotionally intense stuff's happening, the skimming mm -hmm. gets worse, of just how much Jake is uh, putting the blame on Vissel One mm -hmm. as they head from the pool mm -hmm. to the bridge. Yeah. And that he's leaning so hard into that, uh, that dehumanizing language. Mm -hmm. And also... The it's something we've chatted about before. Like they, they didn't. No one asked them to come to Earth. Yeah, the Yerks probably didn't ask all those people from the homeworld if they wanted to either. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of assumptions being made about those Yerks. Yeah. I think it was uh, Sean in the uh, discussion channel that pointed out about. Um, was it? Oh, I'm, I've I've watched so much stuff over the past couple of days about Axe being like part of the whole thing with the analyzers I, I will lay waste to my enemies mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because how much you blame axe versus how much you blame jake mm -hmm. for that moment uh, we watched a kill count video mm -hmm. the other day so we should drop the link in the uh yeah. 
Well, I think I think most people who had already read the series had, had already seen it. Yeah. It was posted in there before. But. Uh, but for those who haven't yet watched it, yeah. Well, like Axe is the one that points it out and has no qualms about pointing it out. Mm-hmm. But Jake is the one. I think in an, if there had been more time, Jake could have easily made that call without prompting. Mm-hmm. To be clear, like Jake is the one that fried a bunch in a hot tub of his own volition mm-hmm. way back when. Yeah, I think Jake would have done it. Yeah, if he knew about it. Yeah, but Axe made sure he knew about but it. But Axe made sure that he knew about it. Um, yeah, you can see maybe like this desperation to lash out at the Yerk. Just like I just sent all those people that are my friends to die. I need to make this worth it. Mm-hmm. It's like, was it uh, that old, I think it's the Untouchables. They send one of ours to the emergency room. We send one of theirs to the morgue. Mm. It's just sort of like that need to lash out. Yeah. And he's desperately looking for a way to keep Visser 1 occupied um, in order to prevent him from going and basically doing a hammer and anvil attack on Toby's people. Right? Yeah. Jake realizes that if they don't stop Visser 1 from going back to engineering, mm-hmm. then they will not be able to take the cool shit. Because yeah. Visser 1 will overwhelm them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still genocide. It's still fucking genocide. Of, of helpless yurks. And there is... Cassie actually makes a really good argument in the last book about how, like, they they aren't civilians. No, that's true. But also, like, some of the a lot of them are conscripted. A you lot know. of them are conscripted, and, th- and this is where there is, uh, you know, some when you pick it apart and analyze it, there's a lot of, you know, how much. Are these Yerks just following orders, quote unquote? Yeah. And how much are these Yerks uh, willing willing participants in the war? And we have seen through the series a whole bunch of different uh, takes on that from the side of the Yerks. You know, yeah. we saw we see people like Ilim mm-hmm. who came of his own volition. Volition to the peace movement and and basically was like yeah like this is what i'm doing is wrong and i don't want to take a host yeah and then tidwell being like oh but we can do mm-hmm. more damage working, together working together i than mean if you just don't take a host yeah. and then we see aftran mm-hmm. who uh, is a convert as it were is a con- is a complete convert who totally hated humans, bought into everything the Yurk Empire said for finding Sinker and eventually changed. Yeah. And even if you look at Tom's Yurk and his little crowd who don't like the way the Empire are doing things, yes, right. it's heavily implied they're going to go off and do their own little warlording. Yeah. But, so it's not a one-for-one, one, but also it does make clear how the Yurk's not a monolith. Right. And anything that treats them as such is contradicting that like we know better and i to be fair i think ka respects the readers enough to recognize that yes um like axe is somebody who has been trained 
from a young age and indoctrinated into a way of thinking, which is these are the enemy. I must kill my enemies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jake at this point is suffering, is freshly traumatized, and is in the mentality of I have to win. Yeah. And is frantically trying to do everything in order to make that happen. You we cannot overlook how much he's being vo- motivated by guilt though in yeah. the, in this in this moment. Yeah. Yeah. He's he is desperate for a way to end this without killing any, losing anyone else. Losing anyone else. Um and so it I think I don't dislike the fact that this is here. I actually really No, like I think it's great. Thing. I think it's great. I think it's a great moment. I think that Absolutely. it makes complete sense. Absolutely. For Jake to do it, for Axe to do it. Mm-hmm. Um and I think it it adds a layer to things that needed to be there. Mm-hmm. Um to show like to to make the reader think about like is there a step that the good guys can go that is too far. Mhm. Um that you know, maybe not everything is justified in self-defense. Yeah. You know? And... Yeah, at what point uh, does it stop being self-defense? Like, I've seen a lot of stuff recently talking about, like, um, when is it okay to um, mm-hmm. push back? And I think one of the, obviously, the, like, with the rise of fascism and far-right extremists, like, is it ever right to punch a Nazi? Um a Nazi is doing violence against people just with that ideology. Mm-hmm. It's always okay to punch a fucking Nazi, is my point. Mm-hmm. It is not you hitting first. It is self-defense in that regard. Because they are act the ideology in and of itself is violence. Yes. So uh-huh. um But making that point just like, yeah, what you were saying about like this it's presenting this to us. Mm-hmm. I like the in the moment. Nobody except Jake is criticizing his own actions right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be clear, like as we get into 54, Jake is not okay. Uh-huh. Um, it would be worse if he was able to walk away from this. Right. And just be like, well, yeah, no, that was the right thing to do. He is, again, we see these moments of that child, like, it wasn't me. The other kid made me do it. I didn't want to do it. It's his fault. Mm-hmm. And it is deeply gut-wrenching to have that sort of childlike it wasn't me it wasn't me i'm like the the i'm sorry isn't there but it's sort of like there's an implication i didn't want to do it they made me do it mm-hmm. yeah and then the fucking reveal like obviously we're gonna go to of rachel having been with tom this whole time mm-hmm. and like the active choice like yes Jake asked her, but she said yes. And she agreed with him. One, not to tell the others. She was fully on board with it and understood the implications of it. Yeah. But the fact that we do get to have this rage from Tobias yeah. and this heartbreak from Cassie as they understand in an instant the implications. And that, I suppose, fridge horror moment for Jake, which is, I don't want Rachel to die. Because of course he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is that, 
think it's that like that horror of watching the dominoes you put in place falling mm-hmm. and recognizing that you cannot do anything to stop them now. Yep. Uh, and I love the moment with Eric depowering the dragon beams, mm-hmm. not just for the drama of it, because the act of like disabling the blade ship would be helpful, obviously, but. I really like that Eric is given that agency to make a difference. Um, and people are going to get mad at him for it. Uh, we see it a couple of times and he's just like, you don't get to be mad at me for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's right to say it, frankly, because he is made an accomplice to so much shit mm-hmm. and how distressing that must be mm-hmm. for him. Like we know how empathetic the Chi are. It's really easy to write them off as robots, but they're sapient. They have emotional connections. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, as I, it's not really clear. I assume the Chi just wash their hands of the animals as we don't really hear from them in the time skip, after the time skip. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking blame them. Because being used like that, like a number of the Chi were reluctant enough to be involved with the um, a war anyway. And they get to go back to their lives. But, like, Eric's never going to forget the stuff that he was forced to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. War bad. War bad, turns out. War makes or forces people to do horrible things. Mm-hmm. You, the listener. Mm. will uh, experience this jumping right into book 54. (laughs) But we are going to take a quick break because I have to go teach (laughs) some children some chemistry (laughs) before I come back and cry. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, back in a moment, dear listeners. 